Audio Chimera, a subversive podcast taking refuge in the sanctuary of allegory about the fragility of memory. Episode 53, You Should Always Avoid Clichés Like the Plague. So that was a joke I used in my classroom when I was talking about things to avoid in papers, and I told them to always avoid cliches like the plague, which is funny because it too is a cliché. Now, speaking of teaching, uh, you know, I retired partially to give myself a rest after 31 years of teaching and partially to give someone else a chance to have my position. As we move into this fall and I'm not in the classroom, I'm doing okay. I enjoyed teaching, but it wasn't such a part of my life that I feel bereft without it. At the same time, there's some lectures I really enjoyed in my intro to theater days. One of these was the class meeting that dealt with restoration theater. Although I have to say that in later years, I began expurgating and changing or censoring parts of that lecture because students no longer seemed to respond well to my discussion of the very sexual nature of those plays. I realized that I could very well be the subject of a student complaint by talking about those plays in a frank way, even though the world is inundated with such images and discussions all the time in the media. Anyway, on the brighter side, the part of the lecture I enjoyed the most was talking about Mrs. Malaprop, a character in Richard Brinsley Sheridan's 1775 play The Rivals. Her name has given rise to the term malapropism. A malapropism is defined as, quote, words so ingeniously misapplied without being mispronounced, end quote. And that's a quotation from the play describing Mrs. Malaprop. Some examples from that play, from her lips, uh, include, You will promise to forget him, to illiterate him from your memory. And of course she means obliterate. Also, I would have her instructed in geometry that she might know something of the contagious countries. And of course she means geography, but she's also implying that uh, other countries have disease and pestilence in them. So over the years, I have collected malapropisms that I've heard from other people, and I would always include these in the class. The funniest part sometimes was when I would read off the malapropism and say to the students, so what should it be really? And they had no idea. Now it's good that they didn't know certain cliches, but sometimes uh, they didn't really approach these logically, and you'll see what I mean in just a moment. Now the first example comes from a musician friend of mine who found out about GarageBand. And I started using it, I was putting loops together very successfully uh, as music beds for my poems, which I would sometimes perform. He didn't like the idea of just anybody having access to such a tool because it would detract from what composers might be able to offer people and charge them for, of course. And so his opinion about GarageBand was, we have to nip it in the butt. Now that's B-U-T-T, not B-U-D, which has something to do with flowers, and of course you would nip them in the bud. So, uh, nip it in the butt. (music) 
When I was an undergrad, I had a friend who decided to move off campus out of the dorm and into an apartment with a friend of hers. And just to share the rent, they had another friend move in with them. But my friend's friend and the other friend didn't really get along. And so one day my friend was talking about how they would fight all the time. And she said, you know, they're like oil and vinegar. <laughs> okay, so of course that should be like oil and water. Oil doesn't mix with water, it floats on the surface. Oil and vinegar is something you might ask for to put on your salad. They do mix well together, especially with greens. One day a friend of mine was trying to be very optimistic. They were trying to be, you know, one of those glass half full kinds of people. And something had happened recently, but she wanted to sort of minimize its effect on her psyche. And so she said, well, you know, it's all water over the bridge. <laughs> and I think that's a problem because if you've got water going over the bridge, there's probably a flood. You want water to go under a bridge. It also might go over a dam, which I think is a different uh, cliche altogether. But uh, yes, it's water over the bridge. One day I overheard somebody talking about a really bad section of a town. And the people who live there, they said, those people are the slum of the earth. <laughs> Scum of the earth, perhaps? One time in the virtual world of Second Life, I was attending a seminar, uh, kind of a presentation by one of the uh, avatars who was there. And the person who brought this particular avatar in to speak to us all uh, was very impressed by this person. And at one point during the introduction said, this guy is a landmine of information. <laughs> now the best part of this, of course, was I would talk about this in my class and people would get what it was supposed to be sometimes. But one time a student said, oh, what he means is this guy is a landfill of information. I'm not sure I want the kind of information that would come out of a landfill. Of course, the real answer is gold mine. You want to be a gold mine of information, not a landmine or landfill. One day, a colleague of mine in West Virginia uh, was talking about how stunned she was by some event that had happened to her. And this is a person with a PhD in English literature, by the way. And she said to me, my God, you could have knocked me over with a sledgehammer. <laughs> and you know what? I believe I could have. I believe I can knock almost anybody over with a sledgehammer. Of course, the expression is knock me over with a feather because I'm so stunned that even a feather would knock me over. But yeah, sledgehammer. And so this brings me to probably my favorite malapropism of all time. I was at the Association for Theater and Higher Education conference, and I'm in this pretty crowded room of people talking about some issue, and I can't remember what we were talking about at all. But this one woman stood up and she said, you know, I think we should talk about the elephant 
in the closet. <laughs> and then she proceeded to talk about whatever we were talking about. And when she said that particular phrase, you could see some people twitch and kind of their eyes widen. They were attentive and listening, but that took us by surprise. A few minutes later, she said, and of course, the elephant in the closet is again. And at this point, we're not twitching. We're starting to giggle and snicker a little bit. And a third time, she says, and really, the elephant in the closet is, and she stops. And she says, wait, I don't mean the elephant in the closet. What do I mean? And of course, she meant the elephant in the room. Now, often you'll find a skeleton in the closet. Never usually an elephant skeleton in a closet, but yes, we have skeletons in the closet and elephants in the room. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this uh, collection of malapropisms that I've found over the years. And uh, I think that was always a successful lecture component because students were in fact engaged and uh, it was kind of funny you know trying to figure out what people meant and what uh, really the cliche was uh, I never did see those cliches in any of the papers subsequently so uh, I didn't infect them with them at least that is a positive thing By the way, you can check out other examples of malapropisms if you go to YouTube and look up Norm Crosby. He was a famous comedian of the 1960s, and he would use the wrong words all the time. <laughs> One of the things I showed in my class was a Red Lobster commercial uh, where he just mangled words horribly. And of course, these pop up in the real world all the time. A few years ago, I have a newspaper article in front of me dated uh, December 10th, 2014, and then Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker uh, said to a Jewish constituent, Molotov! And what he meant, of course, was Mazeltov, which means, of course, good luck in Hebrew, but Molotov is a cocktail, uh, you know, you set it on fire and throw it and it explodes like on tanks and things. <laughs> I don't really think he wanted to wish his constituent Molotov, but, um, yeah. Anything you want to hear more about from this podcast, I can elaborate. You can get in touch with me several ways. Join my Facebook group, Audio Chimera. Message me on WhatsApp. The number is available on the Facebook group. Leave me a voice message at 724-835-4074. Check out my website and blog at musifier.org. That's M-U-S-O-F-Y-R dot org. And finally, check out my Linktree for everything at Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Stephen Shrum. Oh yes, that's Stephen with a P-H. S-C-H-R-U-M. Intro and outro music composed by John Rust. Check out Sound of Rust. That's one word on YouTube. This is Stephen Shrum. Thanks for listening to Audio Chimera.